Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. Food Alchemy at its greatest show with Chef Ceci, the Food Alchemist. We're taking a journey during this show to help you repair your DNA coding, help you renew to a new you. We will educate you and help you discover crystals, herbs, minerals, and many energies. Sacred sex, food with high frequencies and alkaline, and we will get to know your body. We want to help you on the inside and outside. We will have many guests. We want you to sit back, relax, and open your mind and your heart and to receive this information into the new you that is rejuvenated. With Food Alchemy at its greatest, with Chef Ceci Food Alchemist. Sit back, beloved. It's a ride. Welcome, everybody. How are you feeling today? So I'm hoping that you're feeling great on this great Wednesday that I have with you. I have a lovely guest by the name of Reverend Ann Puria from Logo Center. She has wrote many books. One that is phenomenal is Stephen Lives, and it's a series. And then another one, Before That Message is from God. So I would like you to take the time and welcome her, but as we want to do, we want to get you and soothe you into a nice way of being. So we're going to play a little Bach so you can dream a little and just understand where we're coming from. Do, 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 do.
Wow, wasn't that a beautiful sound? Isn't that beautiful? Wouldn't you think? That is just wonderful. So, we are going to begin and just enjoy. I want to to do this um, thing with you. So, let's hold on. And... I am, 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 I
are going to come together and just let go. Harmony is letting go of ourselves. So, without further ado, I'm hoping everybody is feeling relaxed, wonderful, inviting, and reach their abundance and everything that they need to feel. So, without further ado, I would like to welcome Reverend Ann Purrier. Welcome! Miss Ann. Hi, Sassy. Nice to talk with you. <laughs> okay, I thought I lost Yes. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, I can. I hear you very well. So. No, I'm here. Okay. So we, I, I'm trying to make it a habit of doing uh, meditation and letting go every show because a lot of people are finding or coming with anxiety. So before my show, I want them to be a lot more relaxed. Uh, with that, so like I said, without further ado, we're going That's to ask. Great idea! The- I like that. Thank you. So I told them, you know, in your little intro, uh, I gave you talk. You wrote a book, "Messages from God." You wrote. A, you have a series of Stephen Lives, and that you well, they should know. You have a church, and Doctor. Courier was telling everybody that you were a psychic, which I already knew you were a psychic, um, and you have been receiving beautiful messages uh, from Edgar Casey because we talked about the Millennium tapes, and which is coming uh, be a big, I feel, big phenomenon uh, at the church and worldwide because these are the questions people do ask consistently, consistently, and over and over again. So I want to thank you for writing that first of all. And let's begin with you, how you well, begin. I... Go ahead. I just lost you. Oh, the the way I began is um, first I was raised um, Baptist, Church of Christ, and reorganized Latter-day Saints. And I was in a very emotionally abusive marriage, and I prayed for 10 solid years, day and night, to... Um, Help me change so that I would be able to endure this marriage and, and have a good marriage and that he would change and not be so mean. And uh, it was like my prayers weren't answered, but I never gave up. And one night, uh, while still married to him, I went in the grocery store just to get away mostly and was in the book section and picked up a book called Search for the Truth by Ruth Montgomery. And I was looking at the cover of it. Uh, I think it had a subtitle about communicating with the spirit plane or something like that. And a voice, a a loud voice behind me, male voice, said, buy that book. And I turned (laughs) around, and there was nobody in the entire department. And so I bought the book. I didn't even know what the word paranormal meant. And I bought the book, and I loved it. It filled in to me where the scriptures left off and just dovetailed with everything that Jesus taught. And I bought a case of books and passed them out to my ministers and my friends. And that went over like a lead balloon. My friends loved it. Um, But I was a women's leader in my church and and pre-visible. And 
um, the ministers visited my house and said that I was following the devil. Oh. And I was in religion so deep yeah, at that time that I wasn't sure that maybe I was following the devil. I mean, I didn't feel like it, but it, I thought, well, you know. I pray. So that night after they left, I prayed, and I laid on the couch, kind of propped my head on my um, the arm of the couch, and I just prayed, and I said, you know, um, God, if in any way what I am studying and learning uh, isn't the devil and it would hurt people because I you know, had so many friends, uh, then just take my life. Don't let me cause any harm. And at that moment, a being of light appeared in front of me. I'd never had anything like that happen in my life, and I knew that it was Jesus, but I was reluctant later to tell people that because I, it felt like it was kind of bragging or something. And not a word was said, but this powerful, warm energy poured over me. And during the whole time that he was there, I could not move my body. I was out of my body, and... I couldn't move any part of my body. But I wasn't frightened. I'd never heard of being out of your body. I'd never heard of somebody appearing like that. I thought I was the only person that happened to except in the Bible. And um, then all of a sudden the light just kind of slowly dissipated. And I was set up. I could move then. And I was thinking about what had happened to me. And he appeared again. And again, not a word was said, but... When he left this time, I knew that I was what I was following was good, and um, I began my search and my studies to to find out, you know, what had been happening. And within a couple of days, I had a full blown, probably Kundalini opening experience. I could see things and know things, and I I was having visions. I could see pictures on the wall. They were probably really just inside my head. It looked like they were on the wall, and I would see things, and they would happen. I would, um, I would just know things I'd never known, and I was told that three guides were going to be talking to me every day. They told me what time to sit at my typewriter, so you can tell how long ago that was. <laughs> and every day I would sit there for an hour, and they would talk to me. And if I didn't understand something, they would stop and explain it to me. Or if I didn't hear them correctly or had a wrong word, they would stop and say, "No, that's not what we said. Here's what we said." And they said at any time I could stop communicating with them, I could tell them I didn't want to hear anymore, but that if I would listen, they would prepare me for a work that I was going to do. So that happened for many months, and um, I left my church before I got excommunicated, lost all of my friends because, you know, like they couldn't talk to me because I was following this terrible thing. And I found um, under divine direction, really, a school in Washington, D.C., run by um, the Nagorkas, who had been um, diplomats overseas. And they had started a school called the National School of Spiritual Science, uh, based upon um, the New York School of Spiritual Science. And they had classes by semester, hardest studies I've ever done, four years of study. And I um, ended that with a um, um, certification in the ministry, and we studied the Bible at the same time we studied esoteric Christianity and we studied, studied the metaphysical things and Edgar Casey and all. Um, I could hear my guides. I could see things. And we had a development circle where we'd go around and share messages we got with people. And they'd come in the next week and some of these things had happened. Or one of them, they said, I saved their life because they war I warned them that someone was going to try to attack them and did as they left the class in the parking lot. Um, 
where they had parked their car. So things like that began to happen. And uh, I spent four years working a full-time job, uh, studying and raising my four children. It was a wonderful time in my life. I just had one experience after another. My guides would tell me all kinds of things and then confirm uh, what they had said to me. And so I began to do readings in Maryland, in the Washington, D.C. area. And um, the first reading I ever did, <laughs> a man verified everything I said, and I was more surprised than he was. He uh, <laughs> thought that was just normal, but I, I was really surprised. So when you say that I, I talked to um, Channel Edgar Casey, that's not exactly how it, what happens, is that okay. I can hear Edgar Casey, I can sometimes talk with Jesus, and I... I've talked with God since I was a child. I thought everybody did, and I wrote a book called um, Messages from God. But I worked in a trance or an altered state with a conductor and worked that way for 25 years. Uh, Twenty of those were part of a research project. Four of those years were at a medical clinic working with MDs and healthcare professionals and um, people that came from all over the country to go through particular medical programs there. I would do life readings for them, medical readings, and I didn't even know where the uh, spleen was. I was not an anatomy student, but this information would come out, and then the doctors would listen to the tape and um, follow through on the things that came through, and the person would do the same. So I had had a very blessed career in um, being a an intuitive. I've never liked the word psychic, though. Edgar Casey said psychic is of the soul. I uh, stopped doing readings about uh, eight years ago to work on uh, more books. I have uh, several other books ready to uh, come out. And uh, during all this time, about two years after this happened, my 15-year-old son took his life. He was, his name was Stephen. Um, he was not on alcohol or drugs. He was very bright, had 158 IQ, one of the kindest, most wonderful young men you could ever meet. But he... Um, had suffered um, in the, my marriage to uh, his dad, and he had lost a lot of his self-esteem. And now I realize that beyond all that, he left um, a whole no- notebook of messages, but beyond all that, I believe he and I had a contract because he, um, he began to speak almost immediately to my friends after he died. They'd bring me these messages, and I, I just didn't believe them. I thought they were trying to make me feel better. And yet he would, I could hear him sometimes, but I doubted it. He even spoke out loud from the corner of the room. He made things move. He just did dozens and dozens of things, but I was very skeptical. And he said to me, um, after I finally believed it was him, I went to a psychic in Santa Barbara, California, named Reverend George Daisley. And he brought not only Stephen through by name, he didn't even know me, he only knew my name, and he didn't even know where we were from. He was in California, and we were in the D.C. area. And he confirmed so many things. And so from that time on, that's where a psychic medium can really be helpful to to bring you confirmation of what you're getting and to help you in the healing process. And then I began to really more trust what Stephen was saying, and he said, Mom, I could have died by an accident or illness or suicide, and you and I, um, when you were out of your body sleeping and we would meet together, we decided on suicide because this was 1974, and nobody had written about suicide. It was, there was such a stigma. There still is. 
And he said, we chose suicide because you would speak about it and write about it when nobody else would. So he also told me, um, after I got the book written, we had uh, had it uh, published through New Par Paradigm Press, which is the Logos uh, publishing division. He said, start telling people that it's going to be bought by um, a um, publisher in New York and have four bids on it. And I said, but it's not. He said, I want you to start saying that because it will be. And within just a few weeks, I had four I did without trying. I had four bids on it from New York and it was published by Simon and Schuster. And I got sent on a book tour so I could really talk to people about teenage suicide and uh, life after death and it was written up in my uh, Danville, Kentucky, my newspaper of my little hometown and uh, a lot of not a lot, but several of my friends from when I was really young um, contacted me. So from that time on, I'd, I would travel all over talking about that. And then when I met her, and by the way, the, I got out of that marriage I prayed so hard to save for 10 years. When I met her, he was very much into researching psychics. And um, he had been researching them for years, and he felt, in fact, I had um, helped him on a couple of cases he was working on, but we didn't have any romantic interest. And um, he felt that I brought through help better than anyone he had worked with all over the world, which, you know, he's kind of biased there. But <laughs> anyway, um, so he began to conduct readings, and uh, he conducted them for uh, about 20 years, and we had uh, sometimes a year and a half waiting list. And hopefully we brought help and hope to to people who were uh, wanting to know their sole purpose or connect with someone who had died. So we now have several people at Logos um, that are able to do that same thing. They're able to communicate their psychic mediums and bring through a lot of help and bring people help about careers and things like that. So that's kind of a, a really condensed uh, version of, of how I got into all this. <laughs> Wow. And you still do a lot of work, and you're part of uh, some beautiful organizations. And I was telling them about the the After Death Conference you had for the two years, how that you and her were um, speakers on. And I know that you touched a lot of souls um, completely, and that's uh, very great. And I like the fact that you're working, you worked with a suicide and you know, people that have crossed over because some people are still grieving and they don't understand why. And you kind of help feel that and help the healing process. I mean, it's it's always there, but you help heal the process and give them... I hope that... It will hopefully accelerate the healing, but I'll tell you there are some absolutely incredible books out um, besides Stephen Lives that um, help people. One of those is Hello from Heaven by Bill Guggenheim. This is a classic in the field. He researched about 3,000 people who had had an experience with a loved one who died. Some were not believers. Um, they were all different religions. And he simply recorded what they told him. And the dozens of ways they communicated, almost everybody that reads Hello from Heaven has had some kind of experience like that. And then a few years ago, these are two of my absolute top favorite books. Um, Hello from Heaven, of course, is. But Rob Schwartz uh, has a website you can go to that 
uh, shows two books he's written, Your Soul's Plan, his first book, and Your Soul's Gift, his second book. And he talks about the contracts that we have as possibilities, depending upon choices that we make, to work out a particular contract. So Stephen and I had a contract having to do with suicide. Other people have had contracts where they have um, worked with being adopted, and that was one of the possibilities. But what I love about his work is it isn't as if you came in destined to fulfill one contract, but you may have had 20 possibilities. And depending upon the choices you make, you will go down a road that you will be working on a contract that may be easier or more difficult than another one. But it's always your free will and your choice. So by incorrect choices we make, we go down a pathway to, to work with a contract that we might have learned the lessons in another way had we chosen better more easily. Right. But they are absolutely terrific books. And Suzanne uh, Giesman has written a book called Messages of Hope, uh, absolutely non-believer and had these experiences and is now a really incredible psychic medium. So um, you just never know um, what's going to happen if you just turn yourself over to spirit and say, use me to be helpful and hopeful uh, to serve as many people as possible and to become the best I can be. Yes, I like that. I really like that because uh, you have thought uh, suggest for me and Lacey to read uh, My Soul's Contract. And I really had a problem. No, you know, didn't have a problem. Um, just had some issues. It was trying to understand, like, why am I struggling so hard? And what did I do? And after reading that book, not only did it change me, but it changed my little girl a little bit um, for her to understand some things that she actually has free choice in, that she's made different choices, and that we were brought together not by accident, but with a life fulfilling purpose. So I want to thank you for that because she's she's grown by to me leaps and bounds after reading that book and knowing that she has something in her destiny. She said is more fulfilling. So I was like, okay, that helped. Uh- I wish we could have every preteen and teenager read that. It would be great. And I, I feel like this year, um, this last year, I have been gifted with being drawn to some of the most helpful books for life change that I have ever experienced. And uh, Suzanne Giesman's was one of those messages to hope. But she co-wrote a book with Janet Nohavik called Where Two Worlds Meet, How to Develop Evidential Mediumship. Mm-hmm. And she has actual... Um, things that you can do to enhance the evidence that you bring through, not just, oh, so-and-so is happy on the other side. That may be absolutely a valid communication, but specific things. And she gives you these exercises to do um, on mental mediumship, clear audience, and inspired writing and all that. And I just think that is one of the most helpful books. And um Another one that I came across this year that I just love is the the OR project. With the thought um, of the digital camera, people are picking up these round forms with patterns in them and sometimes faces on their digital cameras. And when they put them into their uh, Photoshop program or their uh, Picasa, they can enlarge them and they can um, enhance them and really see what they look like. So I have loved going outside every night and taking orbs, and I believe they are um, celestial messengers that they come from a variety of places. So 
I give thanks every day for having found uh, that wonderful uh, book. And then um, a series of books, and if you're really a reader, these mm-hmm. are the books for you. It's called Anastasia uh, by Vladimir Mekre. It's a series of nine books about a woman that he meets in Siberia, and she teaches him how we really should be living, what we should be eating, and you're very much into that, the way she would suggest eating more natural things, but most people aren't and don't realize that our food supply is killing us. Mm-hmm. But with all the, I think it's 187, I'm not sure that for um, um, different things that have been put into, our, that aren't even real, they're manufactured, that have been put into our food since the 40s, synthetically. And how it's just, you know, really making us sick and people have all kinds of illness, obesity, everything. So um, I read that series of nine books and I went through it a second time, not quite through the second time. And it makes you really want to change your life spiritually, mentally, and physically. So I know there's somebody on the other side uh, directing me and I am thankful that sometimes I can hear Edgar Casey that I can almost always hear my son. Uh, we, we still communicate, and I'm writing a sequel to Stephen Lewis called uh, uh, Always in My Heart. Aww. And I'm, I have two or three other books that are supposed to come out. And we are meeting with some producers about uh, signing to have Stephen Lewis made into a theater movie. So we're, we have four different um sets of producers that are interested in that so we're kind of we're just waiting to see what spirit directs us to do okay ah so it's coming it's coming it's coming the younger being reached whether they want to be reached or not and the parents from these people are being reached and it's making a major difference which is very important because this time of peril is very important for our young people um and i've basically told people i've taken up the gamut or uh, gavel, <laughs> if you will, to help the young that are unconscious be reawakened to their conscious and know, you know, know who they are and what they are and why um, they actually come here. So I'm looking for guests and different teachers and books to suggest for them to heighten their awareness. So this plays a part in, you know, everything we do and especially having a place to go. And at Logos, there's a place for children to be developed as so young all the way up to a teenager, up to an adult. And there's not a lot of places that they offer that same type of service of helping the young awaken their conscience. Um, and and it's okay, but we're at, a, I guess, a learning, a learning curve, I would like to say, at this for helping our young to become more conscious. I don't know. <laughs> So I'm still trying to figure oh, it I out. Hope, I hope that happens. People like yourself. people like yourself that are behind that is wonderful. We actually formed Logos. Um, we were incorporated in 1983 to be um, an educational center where we could bring helpful and hopeful information to children and adults, like you say. And we've tried to do that throughout uh, these years. But also, we have in our bylaws that we can work with things, body, mind, and spirit that, uh, you know, sometimes you you can't necessarily use unless you're a church or something like that. They come and take particular pieces of equipment like magnetic things and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we worked for a medical clinic that had had the 
them come in and take away their equipment because it wasn't uh, certified or whatever it was. So we have in our bylaws that we can work on body, mind, and spirit. So we are an educational holistic center that has a church a division and has also uh, educational programs and world tours and all kinds of guest speakers and, and all. And you mentioned the conference we had this year in April, the International Conference on After-Death Communication. We had a little over 300 people, and we had some of the top speakers in the country. One you will read about a lot, Evan Alexander, MD, who is a neurosurgeon who has featured on the cover of the October 15th edition of Newsweek. And inside an excerpt from uh, the book he has written, and he had a near-death experience that forever changed his life, one of the, the most verified because he was under medical um, observation 24-7 when he went into a coma for seven days with a rare type of meningitis. So it's um, going to be an amazing, uh, groundbreaking book. and. At our conference, he shared his story, which was just wonderful. Bill Guggenheim was a speaker there. John Klingmo, who has written several books regarding channeling and suicide. We had um, Mark Nelson, a wonderful uh, psychic um, medium. And we had, um, oh golly, we had so many people, it's hard to remember. But if you go to our website, logoscenter.org, and click on um, conference 2013, you can see the conference and all the speakers and what they've written, and then go to their websites. Rob Schwartz was one of our speakers, Jane Catra. Um, we just had an amazing conference. We had people say that they go to conferences all over the country, and they felt this was the best they had ever attended. We had speakers say, I will come back and speak for you, even if um, you don't invite me to speak. I will come and be part of the conference, and just all kinds of things like that. It was absolutely, truly divinely directed because we could have never done that good job. And Dennis Linehan and Bill Roberts, who are on our, our staff, um, did presentation. Hemi Sink, Bill Roberts, and Monroe worked, and Dennis did past life regression. So uh, he has a book on the Civil War that uh, is nearly uh, complete. I think has one chapter to go. And, they're just uh, amazing. So, you know, you were there when you were living in Phoenix and saw mm-hmm. some of this going on. Right. So, yeah, firsthand, that's the best information. So that's why I refer people there to go yes, there. So I, I like that. And, you know, they have uh, everything well, given. Go ahead. For some reason, there's a delay. Well, I was going to say, I want to give a plug to cooking. Okay. Ceci, um Chef Ceci did cooking for Logos. Chef, Chef Ceci, that is you, did cooking for Logos for many months, and we would have the most wonderful food, uh, vegan, and uh, you even brought two um, uh, real turkeys in that you had cooked for Thanksgiving one year. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Oh, I like that. Are you guys doing the Thanksgiving uh, dinner? So you were, you were, yep, we're doing it uh, this Thanksgiving. It's Paul's just a couple of days before, um, after or before Herb's birthday, so we always make it Thanksgiving and a birthday celebration for him. <laughs> See, you guys. Sometimes have... his birthday falls on Thanksgiving. Right, and that's. 
see, the guys are lucky. You guys, and like I said, they're so lucky. They get together and they break bread because there are a lot of people that don't have families during that time. And when you go there, they don't make you feel out of sync. You sit down, you eat, relax. And then afterward, if you want to go watch the football game, you can. Um, but you break bread and you fellowship and you have a wonderful time. You're talking and you're learning so much, which is you know, really insightful, and if someone does not have family or not having connection, that makes up for that, and it helps them understand and be loving and feel that they're not, you know, missing out, that they connection with that comfort of connection with other people. And it's a family affair. You can bring your kids. You can bring your grandma. Yeah. You have people all over. So I know there was a girl that was from Russia last year that came, and she brought um her her mother i believe it was or um romania i'm not right. sure so and that's what i'm saying these are the people russia. that you're going russia. to russia okay you never know who you're going to encounter um and who you're sitting next to so you get a wealth of knowledge you know you're going to walk in and it's beautiful and they do healing like i said every sunday where do you know on Sunday, right after service, that you can actually get chronic or Reiki healing right there, right there on the spot, right after service. And then on Thursday night at Logos, they have the chronic and healing her. center. Go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, not only have Reiki and chronic healing and laying all the hand healing, we have a chiropractor that does the children free and does the adults um, chiropractic adjustments for very uh, little cost. And he's there um, about every other Sunday. So we have that also. See? I mean, I don't know anybody that even compared. And the work, and like I said, there's a beautiful crystal room. So when they go to Logos, Center.org, you'll get to click, you'll get to see the crystals, the pyramids, and everything, how it was implemented, like Herb was talking about, the copper walls and the way it was built, that it's grounding. And basically, a lot of people, when they do readings, they do them on Sunday, and they like to go in that room and actually do readings there. And they have the magnetic bed. I mean, it's just a wealth of information. And they also have a library there for you to look and read there about different um Elements and astrology, uh, Reiki, prana, um, everything, a wealth of knowledge. Uh, Edgar Casey, the readings, different things that you can find in this library, and it's open um, that you can actually sit there and actually read, and it's beautiful. And like I said, they have services for children on Sunday, which is outstanding, and they're helping them develop into beautiful people without all attachments that we grow up with. I don't know any church in the country that is a church like you guys. You guys are unique, and that's beautiful. You know, so well, we I said we are unique. That's that's a good word, unique, because <laughs> we wanted to bring together the most helpful and hopeful things that we could, and we tried to do that. And most Sundays after the service, we have a guest speaker uh, after the service. So we've already had the service, and then we have someone coming in speaking on everything from um, medical and holistic healing to uh, astrology or the tarot or um, breathing exercises or an author that's come through. We have um, at least two to three Sundays after the service that we have some 
wonderful speakers. Um, and we also have um, a group meeting at the center that I am absolutely passionate about. I'm on their board of directors, so that has a little bit to do with it. But <laughs> it's for parents uh, and uh, and grandparents who have had a child die, no matter what age. And it's called Parents United in Love. Elizabeth Boyson started, and then she joined forces with Mark Ireland, and they renamed it Helping Parents Heal. And they meet once a month, and they have, you know, make 20, 30 people. They actually have 500 and some members all across the country, and they have other groups in about eight or ten states, I believe. And the difference with this and Compassionate Friends, for example, which does a wonderful job, is that in this group you are allowed to talk about your paranormal experiences or your communications with your child that died, if there have been any. And there's an open forum where you can discuss that, and they go around the circle, and everybody brings a picture of their child, and then they tell a little bit about their child and usually how they died. So you might have a fifth death, a murder, uh, a drug overdose, a suicide, and but everybody, the grief is the same. It hurts just the same, no matter how your child has uh, transitioned. And this is just a wonderful group that is growing and doing good things, and you can uh, uh, go online to Helping Parents Heal or Parents United in Loss and see where, they, where the groups are located if you're listening uh, some, you know, from some other state and maybe visit one of those groups or start your own group. It's just really a wonderful experience to keep your child's memory alive and let people know about your child because they really aren't dead. They just stepped into another room uh, that we will enter also when we shed our earth body. Right. So it, it's just really a, um, a blessed group. Elizabeth Boysen has done a terrific job on that. So they meet there, and as you said, the Pranic Healing Clinic, which is free, people can come in and get healings by the um, advanced healers there, and we've seen some wonderful healings from that. We have a prayer list. People can call in and put their names in, and there have been many miraculous healings from that. So. We just feel like we've been really blessed, and, um, and we're, we're trying to do more writing so we can reach more people and uh, just have a really nice group of people there. Right. As you were there, yes. <laughs> yeah, see, I like that. So, you know, um, do you have, I, don't you have other affiliates with the church or no? That are doing. Um, well, we um, have two local ministers. Yes. Okay. We have two Logos ministers in Hawaii, and uh, we have someone in ministerial training in Albuquerque area, and um, we have a couple, one that's being trained in California and another one in another state, and so that they can do their, the same kind of work there. But the ones in Hawaii, it's a group of women that uh, get together and they work on different healing modalities, and uh, the ministers' names are... Reverend Pat Suimoto and Reverend Susan um, Ohada, and they just do a really loving, wonderful work. For example, one of uh, the MDs that comes out to Logos um, had a massive um, heart attack on, uh, on Maui, I think, and they air back into Oahu, and uh, two of these women in the group went into the hospital a number of times and did particular healing and work with him, and, and he believes it really helps his healing process. 
So, yes, we do have um, no other building and organization like this, but we do have um, people that are working and doing this work other places. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, I like that. So, cause, so when you go to Hawaii, you have wonderful connections there, so make you just want to take trips all over the place. So maybe you should plant uh, ministers all over the country <laughs> with uh, the logo theory, and they can. We can well, have. Well, you know, one of the one of the big. That would be a good idea. But we also do uh, world tours. We've done 15 of them, everywhere from Israel and Egypt to Tibet and China. And we just came back in May, June this year of leading a tour to um, Italy and some of the sacred sites in Italy and meditated on the trip. And um, we had an absolutely wonderful time. Herb and I went a week, about five days beforehand to New York. And we love New York. My uh, publisher and agent are in New York. And we took about five days and we just saw the city. Went around on the bus of all things. And then afterwards, after the tour, we met the tour in New York and flew to um, Italy. After the tour, we stayed over for an extra week in Rome. Had, a, had an absolutely uh, fantastic experience. We met a living avatar. And it was... Uh, I've never had that happen before that I know of. And just a lot of kinds of things happen. We went to the um, Vatican four or five times and in that week, and we went to the Pantheon and just the things you read about. We went to the Colosseum only once because we did not like the Colosseum. I did not like the Colosseum. It's, uh, okay. You can still feel the energy of all the people and animals killed in there. Wow. Not, not my favorite. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> the spirits See and people think because people pass over That their energy die And I tell people that's not the case um, it, it, it lives You know it still lives And people don't understand So it, It's hard sometimes But it shouldn't it's be just too hard energy. That's true energy No the soul is energy Just like we're energy And, and our body is great our bodies vibrate at a lower speed, but the soul vibrates at a higher speed that we can't always see. And when we die and drop these uh, physical bodies and transition to the next state, the soul is just vibration, and it continues um, on. It never dies. The soul never dies. Love never dies. So a loving God has created a way that we can sometimes communicate with our loved ones who've transitioned through psychic mediums, you know, if they keep clear and have the right intent through dreams, as Herb said on your show the other night, uh, mm-hmm. through meditation, through um, journaling and asking questions of your loved one, writing down the answers and beginning to get clear and clear, and then using a book like Where Two Worlds Meet by Janet Nohavik um, that gives you some specifics on how to uh, tune in more clearly. I think it's just a really great book. Uh, so there are a lot of ways that we can communicate, and I'll add this, uh, even if you're not Christian, in the New Testament, Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration talked to Moses and Elijah, who were both dead. And then he says elsewhere in the New Testament, the works I can do, you can do in greater than these. 
And he said, you are God, children of the Most High. Now, you can't just believe a few things he said, and not all of it, but most people think, oh, he meant something else, or uh, he could do that, but we can't because we're not worthy enough to do it. And yet he said, you can do the things that you and greater than these you can do. So right. we build our beliefs on that. Um, and, of course, in Jewish mysticism and in other religious teachings, there are often uh, communications with loved ones who've died. Okay, I like that. See, see all this juicy information <laughs> that we get, uh, especially about the meditation, especially <laughs> about the writing. I mean, people and and sleeping and and your dream state, your conscious state, and your unconscious state, which I tell people is the most important. When you lay down and go to sleep, um, I give people suggestions like when if you want something and you want to meet your mate and and things like this. This was given to me by uh, David Sims. David Sims. And was it David Sims? Uh, David. And he said, well, when you want to meet your mate, lay down, go to sleep, and talk to your mate um, in your conscious state. Let you know where you're going to work from in your unconscious state and that you'll meet. And then you can have conversations with that mate and that constantly, mm-hmm. which will bring, you know, uh, accurate uh, communication. And you'll know when you wake up whether you're closer to each other or far away from each other. And I, I and I know that works. You know, how many people tell people that actually you can do that? <laughs> and yeah. that you it's the powers within yourself. It's not geared by somebody else, but it's within yourself. So... I found that, like I said, I find a lot of stuff enlightening at Logos. It's it just is. That's oh, awesome. That's very, that's very good. You ought to have uh, some, of our, some of our Logos staff, like Dennis with Past Life Regression and Bill about the Monroe work uh, on your show because they are just really fascinating people. Right, right. And then we have Kent, my favorite the motivational speaker, the dream of university, uh, your dreams can come true with him. I really, um, he's very charismatic. He's, you know, he's out there and he motivates a lot of people to do a lot of things that they never probably would have thought to do until they talk to him, you know. So I like Kent. Uh, Well, like a lot of people. (laughs) I have to remember. I, I don't want people to be like, "Well, you didn't say me," and I'm like, "It's not that." I'm, you know, I'm talking about, you know, I like you too. It's just that he stands out right now in my brain. <laughs> He's a really nice guy. Really, truly is, and so is Timothy Warren, who is head of our chronic healing. Right. He is just a wonderful, kind person, a healer, and has become quite a good speaker at Logos and. Uh, we have David Stites, another, another minister, who's a two-time Emmy Award winner for Star Trek. He was special effects director for Star Trek, and he does life seals. He does these drawings with powerful symbols that mean something to you and activate awareness in you. He does a really good job with that. And uh, we, have, um, we have several women ministers, and that, that one of them is, uh, does healing, and she's, she's quite uh, wonderful. I'm starting her own healing group on the other side of town. So we just got, we're blessed to have a community of 
extremely uh, talented and, and bright people, and it helps in everything we do to have a crew like that behind you. It's just uh, a blessing. We just really know that God's hand is in all this. And yet, um, if you come to our service, we have a lot of fun. It's not real deep and serious. It's, we believe in a God that laughs and has a good time and that he wants us to be joyful, that he doesn't have any pleasure in us suffering, and that any suffering we have we create ourselves or choose to experience, and um, that God wants us not to suffer. And, you know, I'm going to do a little plug on a, about a book that's free that any of your listeners can get. If you go online and Google The Door of Everything by Ruby Nelson, down will come a PDF file that you can download, or I don't know all the terms well, and print it out, and it is a wonderful book as God spoke to Ruby Nelson, and told her how he really is, and when you read it, you will know that that is not a person speaking, but God speaking through a person. And it's just spirit lifting. That's the only thing you can say about it. It's just uh, lifts your spirit, and I'm always telling people about uh, about that book, it's, but it's free. But you can also order it from Amazon and you know, hard uh, cover, or not hard cover, but you know, regular book thing. But it's free, and uh, young kids like it, adults like it. It's, it's really a life, pardon me, pardon me, it's a life-changing book. Yes. And I like, you were the first one to tell me that um, I heard from that there's other angels beside the archangels, and they have names, and they'd be willing for you to call on them, like prosperity and health and understanding and loving, and they're all angels, and they all want a job. So let I, I remember the saying, let's uh, let's employ these uh, angels or get them off unemployment, something like that. I don't remember. Uh, it was like I thought that was just so cute. Like let's get them unemployed. <laughs> they're, they're unemployed and they want a job, and people don't realize that. I think one of the first times that I was so aware that there were angels like this is that we were. We had led a tour to Israel or Egypt, and we were staying over for a week in France. And we went into one of the uh, cathedrals, and Herb said, why don't you ask if there are any angels in here? And so I said, you know, quietly, um, are there any angels here? And this voice said, we are the angels of parenting. And I went, what? Because I had never heard such a thing. And I said, now all this was done telepathically. And I said, um, what do angels of parenting do? And they said, people come through the door and they're really hurting because they're having problems with their children or the children aren't speaking to them or they don't know what to do and on and on. And we minister to them so that when they go out, they have different thoughts about what they might do. And so I started asking every time we were in any cathedral or church, like we were in a church in Hawaii and I, there were angels of a different kind and um, in England, some of the uh, cathedrals there, and there would be angels of healing, angels of love, which, you know, isn't that far out, angels of broken relationships. And I was told that there are so many angels that can come without being asked, but there are even more that if you will specifically call on them, just like you said, um, angels of healing, angels of relationships, angels of whatever. And after I learned that, every Sunday when I would get up and speak, because Herb and I share the pulpit, whatever my topic was, let's just say it was love, and I would say, God, 
Would you send to each person here an angel of love to help them understand love and loving more fully? And I would tell them that. I would say, I asked that angels of love came in, or I would be doing a talk on um, health and healing, and I would say, I just called and asked that an angel of healing uh, stand by each of you during this uh, whole service and leave here with you. And people started telling me about calling on angels of education and angels of uh, studying. And I caught, for my office, my office is often less than orderly, and I call on angels of organization and I say, okay, you guys, I'm having trouble getting things organized. Um, would you send me a team of angels of organization? And so help me goodness, the work goes faster, I do better when I do that. Those are true stories. Wow. See? This is amazing. Who would have thunk it? As they say, who would have thunk So everybody knows that these angels are now employed. You know, I have to. I'm going to go to music real quick because I have to fix something because I have little people peeking in my window as always. They're so nosy. <laughs> so I have to get up. For one minute, I'm going to put on a... Stay Tobin so I can fix this. <laughs> Be right back after these messages, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I hope it didn't go off. Oh, it did. My music beat me for the first time. Was dead air. Oh my goodness. But that's well, no. Okay. The music. The, the music didn't come on. Oh, so y'all had dead air the whole entire time. I apologize, ladies. <laughs> oh, okay. Phenomenal. Number one. Sassy. Okay. Sassy, I I am. Um, I have to get off now, but I want to thank you for having me on. I want to thank you for the dozens okay. and dozens of wonderful meals you cooked for Logos and fed us more like we're supposed to eat and for uh, doing this show where you help as many people as possible and for your dedication to trying to raise consciousness with young people. I'm just honored to be on your program and hope that you do exceedingly well. And, uh, and again, thank you so much for having me. And if anyone wants to contact me, they can go to www.logoscenter.org and leave a message there, and I'll get back to you or order books that we have there and or just surf our website and see what we've got going. So good night, Ceci, and thank you so much again for having me. You're welcome, my dear, and... We're going to move on next. I know I have a caller that had his hands up or her hands up. I'll find out who I have. So uh, we're going to say good night, Reverend Ann Courier, and thank you for being a blessing to our show, and have a blessed night. And holy, see you next Thank you, sis. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Welcome, caller. Hello. Hey, 
Hello, it's uh, Jay Collins from Canada. I just was going to talk to your guest there, but maybe another time. Uh, did you have a particular question? Yeah, I was going to I talk to you. I, have a, I haven't clicked out yet. I'll be happy to ask this question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thanks very much. It was a, it was a very good show. Um, uh, I really no, enjoyed Jay, your... Uh, I'm on. I haven't, I haven't clicked out yet. She hasn't yet. clicked off. She's still there. Yeah, okay. What was the question, dear? <laughs> yeah, okay. Hi, Jay. Yeah, I just got a, you know, I got some people, uh, I have actually a, a student in one of my class where um, his son actually committed suicide, and uh, it's interesting that I, um, having a student in my class at this time, but I just wondered, um, because this person has lost two of, two of the three sons already, um, I uh, just wondered uh, what can I do to uh, know, help assist uh, his healing process. Did both of his children die by suicide? I'm not sure. The first one, I'm not sure, but the second one, yes. Well, you might recommend to him... Um, if, if he's interested and would be open, uh, my book, uh, Stephen Lives, because it is the story of his life, uh, suicide and afterlife, and maybe recommend to him uh, Hello from Heaven or Rob Schwartz's book, Your Soul's Plan. Your Soul's Gift, which is his second book, has a whole chapter on suicide and the possibility of um, contracts that we made to go through this uh, together from the other side, which sounds kind of far out. My husband's a clinical psychologist, and I'm a, a therapist also, and uh, mm -hmm. we we work with people at, at wherever they are. You know, you kind of know in his from his talking to him probably what he might be and might not be open to. But mm -hmm. sometimes when, if they're open and will go to a really good psychic medium um, and have a contact, it can be very healing because the uh, psychic may know something that no one else would have known, and that gives uh, kind of a um, hit to the parent that the, the soul of their loved one does continue. So there are various things like that you can do. There's a group called Survivors of Suicide, and there's the uh, um, National Society of Suicide Prevention. Um, I'm a member. I can't remember exactly the, the name of it. So what I did was just search out everything I could. Um, so that might be, you know, some few things you could do for him. Mm, okay. Well, thanks so much for your uh, show. It was a great show listening to you. So thanks so much for all your work that you do, both of you, actually. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you very much. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you, Miss Ann, for sticking around. I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure that I was supposed to because I couldn't figure out how to sign off. <laughs> I think I can now. So you again soon, Sassy. Okay. okay. Talk bye to you bye. Later. All right. Bye bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to a commercial and just relax. Greetings. You are welcome to Food Alchemy at its greatest. Come on. We have an open chat room, open lines. You can call 347 996 9558. Number again is 347 nine nine six five eight nine five. Your hostess with the mostest, 
of Food Alchemy at its greatest is Chef Ceci, food alchemist of the book, It's Vegan and It Tastes Good. Please stay tuned for the lovely information she has for you to lighten, brighten, take you on a journey with your mind, with your soul, with your whole body of a new awareness. Food alchemy at its greatest. Love frequency has been raised. Let's turn that doll up. Now to our host, Chef Sefi. Oh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Now that I'm back and I'm live, just had for the sensation of just having a hard time getting in. Don't know why, but I also realized what I want to do at the end of my show is to also to go out into the world and release. Um, this is not the end of the show. But I want to release, so I want to listen to some music that will soothe your mind for a little bit and give you what you need to hear of understanding and making it to the next one. Let's go. Let's go. Let your mind want just listen to the notes and listen how they play and soothe and calm and guide and show where you need to be. So,
Wow, that's some good ending. I like that, ladies and gentlemen, as you know. So let's talk about the angels and the different angels that we can call on and talk to for the next 18 minutes. Um, now that we're by ourselves, um, and people, you got first-hand knowledge where I say that it's not the big kahunas, as we call the archangels. There's little, little angels. They're not little angels, but there's other angels that want employment, too. You know, so when we do our visualization tonight, I want you to pull in that happy angel. I want you to pull in that joyful angel. I do want you to pull in that angel of healing. I want you to pull in that angel of uh, being sober, sobriety angel. There's out there. There's an angel that is wanting um, to help you with children, uh, bringing peace and harmony. There's an angel of, as we heard about parenting, angel. You know, you might want to call on those angels from time to time. Because my, myself, I know that I need those. I was call, I'd be calling on them all the time. Angel of parenting, now that I know, shoot, I'm going to pull you in. Okay, here's my lasso. Well, whoosh, whoosh. I gotcha. Do you hear my prayers? <laughs> Hopefully they do. <laughs> so I am really um, liking that we have them at our feet, and they do different jobs and they have different functions for us and help us. So it's not always the big shots that we, we know, like Michael and Gabriel and Ariel and um, Metatron. You know, they they have their purpose, but sometimes they need some time off, too, and they're pulled so many different directions, and their energy, and that's what we realize, that because we have different energies, that we have that ability to call on a multitude at all different times. You can say, Prosperity Angel, one, I want you to work on my house. Prosperity Angel, two, I want you to work on my business. Prosperity Angel three, I want you to work on my health that it's abundant. Okay, you know what, unabundant angel, I left you unemployed. Okay, abundant angel, let's call on you for the money. Okay, abundance of money. Okay, I call on you abundance of car. Do I have a car, 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 car? Abundance, you got it. You you know, <laughs> so that's where I'm going. It's it's really funny um, that we take these little things for granted that are there. And that are not, you know, that are at our our fingertips and right there in our faces every day, these angels and their energy beings. So they can be at a multitude of places. They can be at your house, Sally's house, Timmy's house, and over across the seas in Israel working all at the same time. That's how powerful they are. So if you believe in little angels, cut that out. Energies are big forces that within ourselves. Do you think that... God is little, or do you think that yourself is little? Maybe that's where we need to start, change our way of thinking. Are you a little being? I know that I'm not a little being, so I know everybody encounter is not a little being. Just once you realize that the God is within yourself and that you go forth and you have the ability to do all things that's made possible, it's said it in the Bible, it's said it in the Quran, it's said it in um, the Confucius, it's said it in uh, Nietzsche and Dachshonin, right? It's said in all these different books. It's said it in the Torah. So these things, they let you know 
even if you got to decipher them, they might be encoding, but I don't believe they're coding. They are just discovering the mounds of power that's within ourselves that we have, that we are not little forces that we are forced to be reckoned with. If we get together and work on that high frequency, like I say, of love, I can't stress that enough, high frequency of love to reach other people and other beings and other consciousness that we're waking and we're hoping them that we pass this on to our children what do you leave to your children what do you leave behind in your legacy how do your children see you and how do you see yourself if you see yourself as weak you're going to be weak but if you see yourself as strong motivated loving kind generous and all these things that is you then you walk forth and you walk in that energy and that is you so Say what you are. I am strong. I am wonderful. I am beautiful. Whether you're crippled, that's me. You know, can't walk, that's me. You know, can't think sometimes, that's me. I mean, just all these things. Don't let what people or society has labeled as a cripple or disabled be how you view yourself. View yourself as, um, what's that guy, um, the great big giant. Because you know there was giants here once upon a time. If you view yourself like that and you start walking like that, your head above, it's in the clouds, and that you have the ability to touch everything you do in a turn of gold, it will be so. That everything that you have put in this life path, we talked about destinies and different paths that we go through. You know, it's just not one thing. It's a multitude of things that you've come, and it's different choosing to your choices that you make leads you down a different path. So be mindful of the choices that you make and know that each lesson that you learn is beautiful and that each thing that you're going through, it's a purpose. So you could have five million paths, and I believe we do. Why number them? There's a multitude of different paths that you can go down and go through and go with and be of. So your energy is really needed in these things. Um, before I get gun-ho, gun-ho, I'm going to do a little commercial, guys, just a little tiny commercial for all those people out there that want to hear what's going on. You want to be part of this. And I'm going to play the music of, let's see, let's go. We're going to do a listen. will be offering vegan turkey, fake turkey, and duck dinners for your delight, as well as raw vegan turkey meals that you can enjoy for your delight as well. So these are the delicious dishes that you can sign up and order for. Date of order and payment needs to be received and confirmed by November 15th, midnight, 12 a.m., I want to say PST, Pacific Standard Time. I have them, and someone will get back to you with an email and a voicemail, letting you know that you 
have your order and your order has been confirmed. And you will be able to pick it up at Rancho Cucamongo Market and that it's available to you. And if you want it mailed to you or you're thinking out there, how can I get on this deal? This is how you can get up on this deal. You can go to the foodalchemistus.com and say, I want a vegan turkey meal delivered to me. And you know what? All you have to do is pay for the meal plus the shipping and handling. And you tell me, and I will give you a menu of the delights that will be offered there. You will be delighted. You will not be disappointed. Your taste buds will do a dance. So without further ado, we're going to welcome back Chef Ceci, the Food Alchemist. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm hoping that you enjoy that little inspiring commercial for myself. I'm just so excited that I'll be there and that anybody that is out there and you want to come and say hello, come and say hello to me. I welcome that at Viva La Vegan Grocery Store. So I'm just so excited about that um, deal. So because I'll be offering vegan Nutella there. I also will have my cinnamon almond butter available there. We will have some kava, kava brownies there that take away pain. And we also will have valerian brownies. Now, let me say, these are just not ordinary brownies. They're vegan and they're gluten-free. And they're blessed. And they have received Reiki and crystal magic. Did you want to see the word? Magic. So the kava kava is going to help you release and stimulate, and it also has a numbing tongue feeling as well as throat feeling. You can get on on this. So if this is what you want, you can go to their website and order them because they'll be in their store. You can order them from their website. And we also have the new peppermint bar, which beats peppermint patty because it has no high fructose corn syrup. It has none of that sugar, none of that bad stuff. But it does have coconut nectar, raw coconut nectar that you would only love. And it's low glycemic insects, and it is just sensational. It makes you like, whoop, 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 take you to another level. It'll make you breathe. It will open you up in senses you never thought you'd be able to open up. And it's been a delight creating these dishes and products for you. So I want you to enjoy them. So let's get back to how we want to do this. And we can do this one or two ways. Does anybody have any requests for beautiful music? Or, let's see, we have not played, let's see, let's see, we played Lunar Love Affair. How about freedom? Because I am feeling freedom. I don't know. Are you guys feeling free, understanding, in touch, and know that freedom wakes you up? Let's do it. Freedom. Do I really want to start the game? 
be free with me. Never give up your freedom. song by the Isley Brothers. Go on, go on. Go on, go on. We're going to float away, everybody. We're floating away. So, I guess it doesn't want to act right here, too. So, that's okay, ladies and gentlemen. We are calling it an end. I want to thank you for being a blessing to me, and I'm hopefully I was a blessing to you. Release your cares and worry, cast them down into Mother Earth, and ask her to receive them, and raise up the frequency of love and harmony and kind. This has been Food Alchemy at its Greatest with Chef Sessie. Blessings to all. <laughs> 